to the Word of Truth Revealed with Bishop Martin L. Clark. The Word of Truth Revealed is the media outreach ministry of Truth Revealed International Ministries and Interdenominational Spirit-Filled Fellowship of Believers located in Palm Bay, Florida. Our mission here at Truth Revealed is to produce disciples and to empower the populace to live out the truth of God's Word within the framework of their environment. This week, we're concluding the series titled, There is Greatness Inside You. We hope that during these series of messages that you understand no matter what life has brought your way, there is greatness inside you. Today's final message in this series comes from 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, verses 7 through 12, and is the backdrop for part one of the message, The Treasure Chest of Potential. We drew your attention to the great verse. This is Paul writing to the church at Corinth. Uh, and uh, he's strategic here. And I'm going through the Bible. And, uh, and as I look at what he's saying, the mysteries of the things that he's unveiling uh, to the church, the epistles of Paul are very, very dynamic and powerful. I encourage you to read the Old Testament, but also read the principle in the New Testament so God can give you an understanding. Eat the whole role of God. Um, the story is told of two businessmen, two entrepreneurs, uh, two business owners uh, who were sour. They were competitive, bitter. They were rivals, competitors. These two businessmen were across the street from each other. Uh, their stores were right across the street from each other, so they watched each other go to work every day. They watched each other's business plan unfold, and they couldn't stand each other. Um, envy uh, is the malignant, the malignant, the malignant uh, situation here. Envy. Um, each day uh, they would sit in the doorway of their business and keep track of each other's business flow. Uh, if one seemed to get a victory, or if one seemed to prosper or advance or expand, had great sales, he would simply smile in triumph uh, as he looked at his neighbor. The other one would frown and feel very sad if he didn't have the same flow or he didn't surpass his rival. One night an angel of the Lord appeared under one of the businessmen and uh, said to him, God sent me to teach you a lesson. God sent me to teach you a lesson. Um, and this is the word of the Lord to you. God's told me to tell you that he will give you anything you ask for. Anything that comes to mind, he will give it to you if you're asking for it. But what I want you to know is that he's going to bless your neighbor, your business own, uh, rival, with twice as much of the thing that you asked for. So if you ask him for health, he's going to bless him with twice as much health. If you ask him for wealth, 
your rival is going to double in wealth. If you ask him to be famous, your name to be on Wall Street, Fortune 500 company, then your neighbor, your rival is going to be a Fortune 1000 company. If you ask me or ask God for a family and three kids, your neighbor is going to have a family and six kids. Whatever you get, your neighbor is going to get double. So the man frowned at the angel, looked at him very intently, thought for a moment, and then he said these words. I'm asking you to strike me blind in one eye. Because if you're going to give my neighbor twice, then he needs to be double blind. You know, there are people like that, right? They can't stand to see anyone prosper or for the treasure that's in them to rise up. I'm praying that God kill that at Truth Reveal. And for every believer that may be watching, if you have a hard time when God blesses your neighbor, you're going to have a hard time with this next season because God is about to raise up the underdog. God is about to bless people that you've never seen before. God is about to do some things that you've never dreamed about exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ask or think according to the power that's at work within you. If you believe it, wave your hand. Glory, hallelujah. Clap your hands if you believe it. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Corinth was a gift, but also a nightmare. It was a nightmare of a church. Um, there were gifted uh, leaders, gifted people. Actually, you'll read in 1 Corinthians 12, the nine gifts of the spirit are mentioned there. A cluster of gifted people in this church. Both financially and spiritually. They were able to sow seed. And see poor people come into their own. They were able to balance out uh, by sowing seed. Uh, the downtrodden. They were able to uh, accumulate property. And to expand the kingdom. A blessed church. But also powerful in the gifts, uh, very extraordinary. All nine of the power gifts were at work in this church. And many of us have been in churches like that where the gift is just uh, profound. But you got to be careful when a church is powerful like that. Yet the church was fragmented at the same time. Powerful in spirituality, powerful in finance, but disjointed. Scrappy, uneven, rivals, one faction against the next. Some people don't want you to sit on their row. Get off my row. Get off my row. Why are you sitting up here? Why are they sitting up there? Scrappy folk. Sharp tones. Sometimes they speak and sometimes they don't speak. 
Sometimes they're happy and sometimes they're not. Sometimes they want to come to church and never praise. And other times they're all on the floor dancing. Schizophrenic praises. Sometimes up and sometimes down. Almost level to the ground. Some in the church were involved in sexual immorality. I can't get no help now. Some in the church were involved in litigation. In other words, instead of dealing with it, they want to take their brother and sister to court. I'll sue you. Some members of the church wanted to even challenge Paul's authenticity as an apostle. I don't know if you're true. I don't know if you're a true apostle. I don't know if you're a true pastor. I don't know if you're a true prophet. I don't know if he's a true evangelist. I don't know. What is a bishop? A sizable group of people, a sizable group, were under the influence of Jewish false prophets, Jewish Christians and false prophets we call them Judaizers sending in false doctrine trying to tell believers that are born in the New Testament that they have to obey the law of Moses to be sanctified after Jesus came he fulfilled the law of Moses one man fulfilled the entire law glory to God and you put your faith in him and you walk with him if he's inside of you everything that the law required even if you come up short he makes the difference I'm preaching better than you saying amen y'all don't know how to rejoice but you better thank God for Jesus and if you ever read Leviticus you'll know what I mean I don't know why anybody would want to be a priest or a Levite in the Old Testament the ironic priesthood is inferior to Melchizedek and his priesthood and you need to read in the book of Hebrews chapter 7 because if Aaron was that powerful there would have been no need there would not have been a need for Melchizedek and Jesus is the New Testament Melchizedek and so even when you give your tithe and offering you give it to Jesus it's not to a church you bless the Lord hallelujah you bless him at all times your praise shall continually be in my mouth when you start seeing things the way God wants you to see it no, no weapon formed against you will prosper you won't let the devil stop you because of naysayers or religious folk religion 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 stops people from flowing with God religion and this church at Corinth was powerful Paul actually preached the church out himself this was his baby he said you have many instructors but not many fathers because I begot you in the gospel in other words I preached the gospel and you came to know who Jesus is so you have many instructors you have people on TV on TBN folk that you watch on the news people that you like what they say but who is your father you don't have one you don't believe in that read the book of Corinthians and you'll see how far off you are everybody walking around they got this voice and that voice and like this person and that person you got to find a voice that deals with you and speaks to you and got your number and you feel like they're talking about you when they're preaching 
Not just somebody that empowers you, somebody that you can quote what they say. They're not going to bury a loved one if they die. They're not coming to you when you go through your issue. You need to know where your instructors are and where your fathers are. Read it in the book of Corinthians. It will bless you. Sizable groups were under the influence of Jewish Christians, Judaizers, trying to take people back, way back in religion when Jesus is here now. Thank you, Lord. And he gives us, Paul gives us something interesting in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. He said, you have this treasure in clay pots. A treasure in clay jars. The word treasure here is simple. It means something of value. Something of value. Something of value is in a clay jar. Usually we put something of value in a safe. But God chose to put something of value in a jar of clay. A treasure is a place where we store valuables. A treasure chest is a place where diamonds and pearls go. Usually it has a lock on it. But he put this treasure in a clay jar. Hallelujah. A treasure is something laid aside, something possessed, something hidden, thus made it very valuable. A treasure is a place where you keep the things that are valuable. You have a treasure and then a treasury. A treasury is a place to keep such valuables. Amen. I have what I call liberty. Actually, I have three of them. Liberty saves. Two of them I keep my weapons in. And the other one I keep at home my valuables in. And when you think about a safe, you, 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 a lot of people like diamonds and pearls. But where do you have it? In your drawer? If you're going to buy a diamond, wouldn't you have a place where your diamond would be safe when you put it? A place that's so sound. And this is what you need to think about when you buy a treasure chest or safe. You want to think about how much heat can this safe withstand without anything in it melting. Think about it again. You don't take a diamond. Okay, you got a $1,000 diamond, $4,000 diamond. Where is it? In a wooden chair? A wooden what? drawer which means if fire hit it the diamond could not be preserved because at certain heats even the diamond would begin to melt when you think about a safe you want to think about how much pressure can this safe handle without what's inside of it altering in structure thank you lord i recommend liberty safe I checked it out. I looked deep at it. And I have valuables. And so if my house caught on fire, that which is inside, even the documents that's inside, will be preserved for an hour and a half. Intense heat. An hour and a half of burning. And I can still pull the documents out. Or any precious metals. Or any weapons. 
But God chose to put his treasure in a clay pot. Thank you, Jesus. When I think about how awesome God is and how much he loved us, I wouldn't put my diamond in a clay jar. But I'm not God. A treasure is a place where royal records are stored. We see it in the book of Genesis, the book of Deuteronomy, the book of Ezra and Esther. Even Proverbs chapter 2 and verse 4 says, wisdom is called a hidden treasure. And if you look for it, as for silver and search for it, as for a hidden, a hidden treasure. So we talked about the Old Testament. Then we got treasure in the New Testament. I just read to you out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7. Jesus said in Matthew 16, some people store up treasures in the earth, but you need to store up treasures in heaven where moth, canker worm can't steal it. The Apostle Paul uses it here. In the book of Colossians, and I want to draw your attention to Colossians chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. It says, my promise, my purpose, is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love. I want you to be encouraged in heart, but united in love. Encouraged in your personal heart, but united together in the love of God. All of us should be more loving and more caring because we unite this way, endeavoring to keep the unity of the spirit in the bond of peace, Ephesians chapter 4. Here in Colossians chapter 2, we need, my purpose is that they may be what? Encouraged in heart and what? United in the love of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Encouraged in your heart, united in love. Your love union or the uniting in love will be more stronger if you're encouraged in your heart. And if you're encouraged in your heart and united in your love, you should be able to do things that others who can't love can do. Can the church say amen? The Bible says so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding. The full riches of complete understanding. For so much we have been partial, getting partial riches of a limited understanding. But the more you get a complete understanding, the fullness of God will begin to flow in your life. You'll sense the full riches of complete understanding in order that you may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. That you may know the mystery of God, namely Christ. Look at verse 3. In whom are hidden. Inside of your knowledge of Christ are hidden the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So if Christ is in you, there's a hidden treasure inside of you. 
Glory to God. And if you have a limited knowledge, you won't tap into the fullness of the riches. But the more you know him, the more he will infuse in you the riches of his knowledge. And you'll begin to understand the fullness of Christ. Look at this. And to whom are hidden all treasures of knowledge. The more knowledge you get of him, the richer you become spiritually. And if you're rich spiritually, your world will change externally. People want more money, but more money don't really testify of how rich you are. When you're rich on the inside, when you're wealthy on the inside, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul. Glory to God prospers. And when you prosper on the inside, finance will follow. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things that the world is going after will slap you right upside your face if you learn to love Jesus first. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death. That I may know him. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. For in him dwells all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And we are complete in him which is the head of all principality and power. Thank you Jesus. Glory to God. God who spoke to you in sundry times through the prophets now speaks to you by his dear son. Who is the express image of the father's person. Through him he upholds all things by the word of his power. Glory to God. And he will make all things subject unto him. And as he brings the firstborn into the world, he says, Today I have begotten thee, and I call you my son. Glory, hallelujah. And if you get the sun on the inside, you don't have to worry about how dark it is on the outside. Light will shine from the inside out. You have this treasure in earthen vessels. Don't let the devil take the treasure. I know it's in a jar of clay, but protect the treasure that's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Hallelujah. We saw it in the Old Testament. The wisdom of God is called a hidden treasure. Jesus is the treasure in the New Testament. And even in the temple at Jerusalem, the treasuries, or rooms for storing things. Even in the temple God provided. As David made sure that Solomon was able to build the temple. He made sure that there were rooms where he can store treasures. Glory to God. So he had these rooms. He just packed David with packed thousands and thousands of talents of gold and of silver for the work of the tabernacle. Glory to God. Places within the temple. Places within the temple. Rooms of treasures. Jesus understanding that said in John 14. Let not your heart be troubled. If you believe in God. Believe also in me. For in my father's house. Glory to God. There are many rooms. If it were not so. Think about the rooms. I'm talking about places where hidden treasures have been set. Glory to God. You want to get everything on the earth, but you got to get to the room that he prepared for you. Get to the spot that only you can dwell. He made a room for you and he packed everything you need on the inside of it. 
In today's economic and social climate, we all have our struggles, financially and emotionally. Are you tired? Frustrated? Do you feel like the world has taken the best from you? Everyone has been right where you are at one time or another. We understand just how you feel. Let your search for hope lead you to Truth Revealed International Ministries, 2838 Palm Bay Road, Palm Bay, Florida. We are a Bible teaching and discipleship ministry dedicated to unveiling truth to the nations. Please join us Sunday mornings at 8 a.m. and 11 a.m. and Wednesday evenings at 7 p.m. We live stream every service on the World Wide Web at truthrevealed.org. Get excited. You don't have to wander anymore. Hope and love are waiting for you at Truth Revealed. If something was said during today's teaching that blessed you, or if you would like to find out more information about Truth Revealed International Ministries, we would love to hear from you. You can write to us at The Word of Truth Revealed, P.O. Box 60128, Palm Bay, Florida, 32906, or you can email us at the Word of Truth Revealed at truthrevealed.org. You can also visit us on the web at www.truthrevealed.org. If you're on Facebook, visit the Truth Revealed International Ministries fan page and click like. From time to time, you'll receive inspirational words of wisdom along with information about what's happening at Truth Revealed. Now, if you would like to purchase today's message for your personal library, when you write to us or email us, use reference number 1764. That's reference number 1764. Just include a $5 donation for CDs and a $12 donation for DVDs. And now, final thoughts from Bishop Clark. King David said this. He said, I was young and now I'm old. And I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his seed beg bread. God is faithful, who will not allow you to be tempted above your ability, but will with every test also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. God loves you, and so do I. I want you to be encouraged. Lift up your head and let the King of Glory come in. Who is this King? He's our Lord, our Savior. He's mighty and strong and he's mighty to fight in every battle that you're facing. Until next time, God bless you and keep you is my prayer. <laughs>